Hi people. I'm Modoni. I'm Caroline. Diana. I'm Sally. And together we are SOS Dadas. Hi Sally. With our second part series about singlehood today we're going to look at living enjoying thriving as a christian single as you honor god in all that you do i know that's quite a mouthful the living the thriving the enjoying but hey we're going to find out uh, from these awesome ladies that are with me here the dadas on what that means so First of all, to just recap, uh, last time, but if you if you're joining right now, you need to first go and get the part one, which was talking about unpacking singlehood. If you missed that session, so we talked about unpacking singlehood, where we shared our experiences and views about singlehood, and today we will look about how we can practically live, enjoy, and thrive. So we're starting with Sally. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, <laughs> here's there's this thing. Everyone is catching feelings, right, left, and center. So, Sally, why is it that you find you meet a guy in church, uh, you talk to exchange numbers, he takes you on a date, um, you come back, then you hear someone is catching feelings. So, my question is, what is this that is making so many single people catch feelings and have a lot of bad towards one another in church? And, and what is healthy and unhealthy in friendships? Because it means that if I'm catching feelings about a certain guy's behavior towards me, there's something probably he's done in our friendship mm. that would make me think I'm in a relationship or else I'm not. <laughs> or, which is becomes a situationship for those who have yeah. experienced situationships. Yeah, yeah, some of us have PhDs in that. <laughs> 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 maybe I maybe she have given some data this question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone seems to have a personal experience. Of okay. So yeah, your situationships are not relationships. They're just, not. Just a disclaimer. When there's there's an unclarity or what you call undecided, that's not even a relationship. And first of all, let's I'll try and marry the two questions in the aspect of what are we defining relationships to be? Because if we are seeing, and this is not just, I, I want to broaden it, not just in, in you know, love relationships mm -hmm. or with a guy on, in church. Like, what is the motive behind your relationships? Is it to fill a void because you're lonely and you are so cold and July was so terrible? <laughs> it was by the July was cold. Anyway, so, you know, you need to have, you need to have a situation where you are, uh, you are allowing yourself to be in a situation of understanding what relationships are to you. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the aspect of uh, defining a relationship, it's two people mutually agreeing mm. to probably it's because of a purpose. For friendship, you know, you need companionship, you need support, you need somebody to check you. Um, for guys as well, you know, guy relationships to support, to develop a brotherhood like we are. So when you look at the differences, because I think many people don't understand the impact mm -hmm. that these relationships have on your image of yourself. We've come from a topic we've talked about, you know, being healthy. And now we're looking at now how other people can contribute in your health. So what exactly constitutes a healthy, a, a to an untoxic or, I mean, a toxic and an unhealthy relationship? I'd say the first thing uh, that you consider in a toxic relationship is the aspect of the game between power and control. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because power and control, it's usually a game where 
in a toxic relationship, these two things, power and control, are always being fought and people trying to steal that from you. Yeah. How do they do it? One, mm. through intimidation, using fear of loss. I'm not going to be with you unless, you know, <laughs> I'm going to leave unless you do this. Or you, you said that again, you know. You know, they always you know waving something a wand in your face like i'm gonna leave you mm. um also they have the habit of you know providing you an aspect of bringing up old habits that you had maybe mm. i used to be late and now i'm on time amen, mm. amen. <laughs> yeah yeah now you know they come back you know you're always late mm. you know you you're always gonna be an alcoholic oh you're always going to be addicted to whatever it was yeah, yeah. second reminding thing, you yes reminding you in very inappropriate ways mm. other thing is like an unhealthy or toxic abusive relationship would be they use their privileges um in a negative way where mm. they always have to have the last say like you can be talking about anything and they'll argue and they have to have the last say mm -hmm. also there's the aspect of isolation where they'll isolate you in terms of um controlling who mm -hmm. else you relate mm -hmm. with it, it yeah. could be so you uh, can't this, have friends you can't have friends other friends other than the ones i approve of exactly mm. and so they provide a situation whereby you're isolated from other people who could give you another perspective of this person ain't good for you. Divide and conquer. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So they put you aside, they tell you all sorts of things, just only things that are telling in your head mm. are, are things that they want you to say. So they paint the image of the world to you. And then they basically talk that about other people. Like, they are, the, they, and of course, elevate themselves as being mm -hmm. the good ones mm. and everyone else is bad. Um, I think also within a toxic relationship and friends and friendship or whatever relationship you have is the aspect of psychological abuse. Mm. And this is very pertinent to me because people don't see this as an as important abuse. abuse. You know, it's mm. a serious abuse where there are threats, similarly to the intimidation, where there are threats to some extent that they either say, I I will I you know, if you do this again, I'm gonna beat you up. And mm. then some of them actually execute. And if you're in a violent relationship like that, this can help you identify whether you are in such a toxic relationship. Mm. And there are avenues for help. So don't don't cast square and hide alone with your pain. Mm. Um use our platform as well to share about your experiences. If you're crying out for help, we we can be able to see how we can help aspect of mind games humiliation in front of others those are mm. types of uh, gaslighting actually that's the second level of yeah. cycle of, of abuse it's actually mm. emotional abuse which involves gaslighting for and someone who doesn't know what gaslighting is what is it, what is it? so someone will be there wondering what this girl's talking about I'll use a simple example um sorry keep it very simple like let's say me and you were arguing mm. because you did something to hurt me so let's say you are you were late. We were supposed to meet, you were late. And I come like, how could you have been late? You know, this was important for me. What will you do, Carol? You will bring another issue. Like, oh, Diana, you look so lovely yes. today. Or you bring yeah. another, you either compliment or you give, um, a, a, you, you bring something else like to, that affects me. You know, you'll blame me. So it's like you're the victim. But you also don't meet my needs. Exactly. We have like, who was talking about your needs? Yeah. Like, we were talking about the issue. Deflecting the issue. Exactly. Actually, and another example is very common in marriage, where you'll find a husband telling the wife, like, you left the gas open. And then secretly, this is how malicious gaslighting is. He goes and actually puts on the gas, and then when she's not looking and like then says how can you how can you leave the gas on yeah. like and then she's like no but i remember i closed the gas yeah. then they tell you no you didn't you see you always forget to put off the gas or put on the light or whatever it is mm. so he does that on the side this is this is how bad humanity can reach and in relationships you need to see those red flags he will create opportunities for you or he or she could create opportunities for you to consistently be 
doubting yourself. So bringing that aspect of continuous doubt of who you are. Um, on, on the same point, Sally, I would actually, yeah. I keep wondering, why is it that people who are not, quote-unquote, I would think they are not in relationships, mm-hmm. why is it that people are getting in situationships and catching feelings, yet they're not in a relationship? And what are the things probably you can do to prevent yourself from falling into that big dark hole? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think being in a situationship is like the easier way out. It's like using the easier door as opposed to waiting for a, a relationship to build. So I think why people probably would catch feelings is because you're so emotionally invested in being with somebody in order sometimes, we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes it could be to cover up something parts of yourself that you're yes. not good and so you're getting this person who will be like you know if i get just the, a more patient girl or a more organized guy um mm. then i will become better so it's mm. a form of self-elevation mm. whereby i'm not saying for all situationships i mean i don't know your stories but specifically mm. i can say if i get into us if i would get into a situationship it would be based on those lines and it would go back to the aspect of how have i seen myself in the relationship what am i bringing into the relationship i think no offense to situationship but i think it's a it's very lazy on both parts mm. no actually it is and i think sadly for the girls it's usually i don't know because i'm a girl but for the girls i feel like if it's more hurtful we always get into certain situationship with a hope a kid this man will commit one day he'll wake up no the thing is what we're also trying to figure out is that some people confuse kindness for flirting exactly. oh you understand not every nice man wants to yeah so not you. every nice man so when you get like a lovely text from a guy you immediately think there's something going on mm-hmm. so you continue pursuing it yeah but him is generally being kind yeah you know That's so you keep telling yourself because probably there's that need where i want to be in a relationship so bad mm. that whenever somebody just just nice to me yeah. he's interested it's going down we are going to be Mr. and Mrs. Nani. Yeah. And it goes back to the fact of control. Do you just want to be in control of every single thing? And I think situationships can cause you to have a control problem whereby you want to be you want to make this a relationship so bad, like mm. a relationship of love and, and romance and 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 and, and uh, all that nice gooey stuff. And you're not allowing, you know, there's the aspect of waiting mm. for God's time to come, you know. And the worst thing you can get into is awakening love before it's time it's true when you awaken love before it's time you've not allowed the both individuals to mature Mm. probably the situation would have become a relationship Mm. but because it was prematurely ignited then that would cause a problem when it comes to these two people becoming that so you kind of played god you know like abraham and uh, his the slave girl Mm, of sarah haggai who came in they were literally creating a situation which could not be how do you define that Mm. haggai and and abraham Mm -hmm. so basically on the i just explained the the unhealthy side i want to explain the healthy side so what does a healthy side look like as i said the unhealthy side looked at power and control being manipulated on the health side it's based on respect Mm. yeah so when you don't respect first of all yourself we talked Mm. about previous podcasts about respecting you for Mm. who you are by knowing who you are now respecting the other person and of course there's something that just come to my head when i think about um looking at somebody as 
a child of God and as a brother or sister. When we look at each other, just imagine if we're looking at each other as brother and sister. Minus the pressure for I need to be married. Minus the pressure of I need to, maybe I'm missing the one. He could be the one, but I'm missing out the opportunity. See this person as your brother and sister. The way you'd see your brother mm. and sister. And from that, you gain an aspect of respect whereby you have aspects. And with respect comes accountability. Mm. You're able to accept responsibility and admit for mistakes mm -hmm. given. So if you're in a healthy relationship, there's a lot of accountability. You can be able to accept um, and admit mistakes for something that was that was done. And then you're keeping that person safe. You refuse to intimidate or manipulate the person. Mm. So you'll, you'll be safe in their words. You'll talk to them positively. You'll reassure them. Mm. You won't give compliments once in a while. You'll, you'll give compliments where they're due. You'll be honest. You'll support them in what they want to do, not what you want them to do and how you want them to be. You'll mm. cooperate with one another, meaning that you'll be able to agree to disagree and conflicts will be held you know very mutually where there's a win-win resolution as opposed to a one win mm -hmm. and lastly i think with all that trust will be there yeah so you start accepting the person for who they are who you for who you are mm -hmm. um you give the benefit of doubt for anything uh and and that basically is how if I go back to now being a Christian, mm -hmm. that now shows the mm -hmm. health that we're supposed to be living, even regardless, single mm -hmm. relationship or marriage relationship mm -hmm. with, with other human beings. I actually, I remember that there's a verse that where, um, in Timothy, where it said that young men should treat um, young women as sisters, as, as sisters in the Lord. Yeah. And, and, and it, and it just means that how, how should we relate be relating even within a, a setup for where we are singles who are Christians? Because you see, if I treat you as my brother in Christ mm. and honor you, I'm honoring God such that even though this relationship or this friendship does not lead into marriage, we shall still have that respect for one another and Amen. we shall still be honoring God. And, and this reminds me of something also so about um, commitment. When, when, when you give people perks in a friendship or relationship that they've not not I wouldn't want to use the word and but they're not they're not packs that are legitimate to that yeah. level of friendship. Mm -hmm. So case in point, what do I do for my husband? I will organize his clothes, I will clean their house, I will cook for us, I will do all those things, even attempt with domestic support. So it comes back to the reason probably I would easily catch feelings goes back to hey, I have this brother X and, and Y in church, mm -hmm. but weekends, what am I doing? I'm in his house cooking, I'm in house cleaning. Mm -hmm. So when he does not commit to me and marries Mudoni, mm -hmm. hey, I'll be so mad. But it goes back to benefits. I was giving him benefits. Because we're not due to him. They're not due to him, or else he's not committed. <laughs> He makes sure for that the whole week. Eh? He has food, yeah. he has lunch, he's got dinner, he's sorted. You know, can cook for yourself. But no, you know, it's really a sad affair. I would like mm -hmm. us to move on. Diana, you can tell us more about um, how are we able to redeem the past and pursue purity? Because is it that, you know, some people are like, I've gone so much astray. Okay, God cannot forgive me. I am doomed. Mm -hmm. And I cannot be, yes, I started in the church and then I walked the world. I cannot redeem that mm. so what is your perspective about this and what are the practical ways that even you yourself you've implemented in your life to to talking about to feeling that um truly you've been redeemed by the lord and you're working in a different way than what you're working the way you're working before i think the first thing is our view of god will shape whether we truly believe that 
God is a redeemer and restorer. Right. Because sometimes we, we have this idea that he's seated on his throne mm. with this long stick and he's we, just waiting do-do. for Diana to, uh, you know, I, fall. and then, you know, he's waiting to punish us. Yes. And I think that's what makes us so fearful mm. of, can God really forgive my, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Amma, he's waiting for me to sleep up and then he remembers my past. But I mean, the Bible tells us he will forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he blots out. He looks at you as a brand new person. Mm. But what does the enemy do? He wants to remind us what you did at the past. And then we also, we allow him. We keep allowing him to pull us back, Mm. you know, in that space. Mm. But God is able to redeem us. I mean, speaking from personal experience, please, I have kissed some boys in the past, which I should not have Mm -hmm. been kissing, you know. Mm. But looking back now, Mm. God has not... You know, he doesn't have a book. He's like, you know, Diana kissed this number of boys. So she's going to get an equivalent type of husband who has kissed this number of girls. You know, you, you're going to be <laughs> given what is due unto you. Exactly, yes. you know. Or whatever it is you've done, whether it's kissing. Even whether you've had sex. First of all, view of sex. Mm. That should be a whole different discussion we should mm. be actually talking mm. when us together. Yes. So for me, I feel our view of God needs to change that he is a redeemer and a restorer. And he blots out your sin and transgression and is like, brand new start. Diana, let's go. White as snow. Exactly. And for me, you're asking about practical ways. Let me tell you, I'm possibly the worst person to ask this because for me, this is still a challenge. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't but it's good to know it's a challenge because exactly. it goes me. back to we're all a work in progress exactly. and we can, can encourage someone who's out there and thinking, oh, SOS Dadas, you guys got it together. <laughs> I know. But I mean, boundaries. boundaries has been one thing. I For me, it's daily. It's a mm. daily commitment. How can I have more healthy boundaries around me? Mm. But as cliche as it may sound, flee appearance of evil that means run what does that mean (laughs) like what are you doing in his house the two of you alone run carry a chaperone if you're going to visit if you must be visiting but if don't take yourself in situations or you felt a bit comfortable and lalad on his shoulder because it was soft surely surely you know that will lead to you lala on his lap and then you find yourself then he starts stroking you and you knew let me tell you, there's no at I found myself. No, uh, no, no. Put there's a way. Happens. It just happened. <laughs> the, it just don't happen. Exactly. Yeah. Because you see, it's a creeping compromise. You know, one day you were in this, you were at the door, you know, when you were saying goodbye. It's like, oh, oh, come a bit in. I mean, a, a few minutes. It's, it's still a bit and you'll go a bit later. And then you sat mm. and then the next week you're like, okay, why do we go to Java? See, you, we can come and cook it together. We can save money yes. and cook together. Logical. Yeah, logical. so for me, logical. I think Lies, we tell the, the prolonged hugs, the prolonged conversations Legal. at night, yeah. you know, you hug and then it's just a bit tighter, it's just a bit longer, and you both know me first I'm a hugger. I'm telling you, this is a working progress mm. for me. And I can see God constantly reminds me, but I have to be aware of it daily. Mm. How am I going to do better? Because God wants you pure in thought, word, deed. And when he makes you new, he, he gives you that slate. Mm. It doesn't mean when you fall that he's not there for you, but you have to take practical steps each and every day. How will I be better? And you save yourself and you save that person. Because when you, you're putting that brother in a testing situation. Yes. Yeah. a bit longer, your breast, contact. You know, let's just be honest. Yeah. We are human beings. These things feel each other and they, and, and, and they motive. Yeah. And just to add on that, I think as women to each other, if we are developing, because I mean, SOS Dadas is a, is a group that shows sisterhood and helping one another. If you see your sister faltering in a certain thing, you know, emotions, you guys, 
it reaches a point where it has gone you're not thinking straight you know yes. and so you're, you see your sister sleeping up mm. please let's help one another it could be you the next time mm. he's feeling so firm I'm telling you you're, you're, you know yeah. are up. Yeah. you're there in an apron yeah. tell him good morning I'm telling you yeah. so as you make pancakes as you make pancakes <laughs> and you have plans to make dinner I'm telling yeah. you no actually it's true and personally what I've learned also from when I was quoting my husband open yourselves to your friends this is not a secret relationship mm. open yourself if you're really in in a, and even if you're just getting to know someone open yourself to the to world to friends for them to ask you questions because I remember even before I started quoting my husband when when they get to know face I the the best being the basic that then and I work together should ask me all manner of questions. And at times they're like, Chick, what's up with you? Sometimes they sound intrusive, but it's very, very important to be asked those questions because it sure. keeps you on your uh, toes. On your toes. It goes back to, if I know every Monday when I meet Diana after weekend, she'll ask me, so what did you and Mr. do this weekend? <laughs> and you know Diana is for details, details, details. So, so it's really important even in those friendships, you... you 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 be consistent in regards to opening up yourself to the outer world. The sad reality is that we get into friendships that even are not yet relationships and we close ourselves to the world and we don't want anyone to be part of it. And I remember for me, yeah. always knowing that I have to answer Diana and not just Diana, many other people within my life about this man that I was seeing and even older women who were in their 50s, I knew there's a certain standard of conduct that I needed to carry myself with in my singlehood such that I would not be lying to them as their sisters and mothers in faith who loved me and wanted the best for me. Mm. I want us just to continue with this. But Modoni helping us to answer this question. In the midst of the society's, the society's noise, why the 21st century is harsh to the single person? How are you able to keep your feet down? How are you able to find your worth and still know that I am precious, mm. I am loved, Amen. and I am worth the weight. <laughs> I'm enjoying them. Personally. I'm just letting them sink in, yeah? <laughs> Marinating in them. Yeah, and why have you chosen this different way that's so different from what the average person in the world would choose? Okay. Well, for such as, you, you need to know your worth. Yeah. And it comes for me. It's very simple. I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. I have always been. <laughs> I will be. always will be. Amen. Amen. Uh, I didn't come to this world with a twin. I came by myself, so I don't need to feel like I need to patch myself up with somebody mm-hmm. else because mm-hmm. that's how we came out. Um, and even if I didn't come with a twin, it doesn't really matter because that's yeah. their life. That's my life. Yeah. Different mm-hmm. processes. Two separate individuals. It's we're very separate individuals. Different DNA. So that particular point is just knowing who you are Mm. and then placing your feet firmly in God so that he keeps guiding you and reminding you of who you are. Mm. Mm. Um, Another thing is being content Mm. with it because Mm. there's something, there's a statement that says that the grass is green on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's not. It's a different shade. Mm. So you might be spotting some green grass who cool it's jungle green mm. maybe they've got luminous yeah. it's not that it's better on the other side it's yeah. just a different shade, a different mm. shade and like every backyard mm. has got its own methods to tend how you tend to it mm. 
different ways. How you take care of this particular grass, the same way you take care of it on the other end. Yeah. So basically, so for you to keep wishing that you were there, you not you don't understand what it takes yeah. to be fully there. Yeah. Just like they don't understand what it fully takes to, to be, be on this side. On the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to learn to understand to be happy with where you are in a particular mm. situation mm. and don't like live short of it. And I think for me the other thing where I say listening to God's voice is he's the one who made me. So he understands me more than I understand myself. Amen. So if I keep wondering and trying to forge my own path by myself, mm. what am I doing? I'm just digging a hole, rounding mm. circles, hitting walls. But if I listen to his voice, and let him order my steps. He knows where we are going. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he knows what's going to happen. Mm. And he's and he's got a perfect plan mm. for me. Mm. Amen. Two, he will always protect me. Mm. Mm. So if I stick with the one who made me, mm. then I mean life what else are you looking for? Life will just be fine. It'll be Amen. perfect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I love the way Modoni talks so calmly. After all the kelele from this other side of the table, <laughs> she's just like, quiet, so bad. Yeah, this is a serious question. She's asking me very serious questions, though. Yeah, she's been asking me oh. serious questions. Oh. Ask me a silly one and I'll go the silly way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hashtag judging for this, but oh my lord, this is so funny! Thanks so much, Mudoni, for that. And for me, that this actually reminds me of a, of a Bible story of one woman that everyone keeps talking about Ruth met her boss. But hey, let's backtrack that story. Ruth was a woman who had been married, her husband died. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't even don't have food, they're going back to where the husband had come from because they do not have food. Can you imagine, first of all, your dignity? You've been married. Now you're going back to where your husband used to come from with your mother-in-law. You're devastated. Then the second thing, can you imagine the way the shattered dreams this woman had? She probably she had dreams for, we'll get how these many children will build this empire. Her husband is dead. But then she has nothing by African society to show for her marriage. She doesn't have a child. But still within the shattered dreams that she had, mm. she still said, you know what? She told her mother-in-law, your, uh, your people shall be my people, my God, your God shall be my God. Mm. So she chose to do things differently, but in a faithful way that despite what society has shown me, despite how much beating I have, yeah. I still find my worth in following this God of my mother-in-law and walking <laughs> Sally, yes, it's the plane. <laughs> Why, Sally, the plane? Uh-huh. You have no, to look your face. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. It's the plane. But it goes back to show that at the end of the day, no matter how beaten you may be by the world, you still are able to find your worth at the feet of Christ. Amen. And God is able to renew you. Exactly. And he renewed Ruth such that she was in the lineage of Jesus. Amen. How do you, this foreign woman, mm. and all those things happening that she's still in the lineage of Jesus. Wow, like I feel so out of breath talking about this topic. Yes, I'm the one who is leading. Probably I should now shut up. So my party, I would want to ask each of the ladies, what's your parting shot? How can, what can you tell these ladies in regards to living, either living fully, thriving, and enjoying their lives where they are? And even the men, yeah, we have men who listen. I, I remembered. Um, for me, I would say make a covenant with God. I remember mm. in 2012 when mm. I came back from Ghana, I made a covenant with God. 
it sounded really simple that the next man I will kiss will be at the pulpit when I get married. Amen. And it sounded really, you know, simplistic at that time, you know, because there's really nothing in your way. So it, it doesn't seem like it's nini. But as the years, I mean, what it's what now? We're in 2019. How many years? Are those seven years now? It's seven years now. And seven. God honors very pure and simplistic. Amen. Honestly, I would That's say true. God has not put me in a situation where he has not removed me yeah. because there was a situation. Situationship. <laughs> but the Lord literally lifted me out of that situation. Amen. And I'm so grateful for that. Amen. So whatever it is you want to make a covenant with God, mm. make Mudoni. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, friends will laugh at you. No, because I remember the situation. Yeah. <laughs> we were chasing each other yeah. around. It was so funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> but make a covenant with God. Whatever it is you want to do, let me tell you, God will honor it. Amen. He will honor it. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Mm. Sally, Mudoni, Mudoni needs to catch up. Right? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> She's here hilariously working. I believe, I believe the most important thing is our perspective, especially when it comes to singleness. If we look at singleness in a, in a way, or singlehood in a way of lack, in a way of I don't have, mm. in a lacking mentality, that's not even Christian. When you look at something with a lacking mentality, you miss out on the journey that mm. goes through it. We talked earlier about, um, I think it was in the previous podcast, when we talked about specifically um, enjoying the journey, not the destination. And mm. so there's so much, as we said, there's so many things you can do in your singleness that make you fun, that improve yourself. And because two single people make a marriage, if that is your role, and I just also want to talk about those who singleness is their status for life. Yeah. Because there are those, we've been speaking, alluding to marriage, but mm. there's also singleness. Has you has God told you that you need to be single? And I keyword here, God tells you. Mm. You do not determine the length of your singleness based on your own. You can do all sorts of witchcraft and usharati to get to be married. But is that God's purpose for you? So I'll go back to purpose. What's your purpose in life? If your purpose is for singleness, that doesn't mean a lack of. If you're in a single situation right now and you're wondering, when is my Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, whoever is going to get into my life? Mm. Think of it like, if will that union glorify God? Mm. So singleness is not a lack of. It's actually a stage of life where God is speaking to you to get you to a place he wants you to be. Thank you so much, Sally. Mudoni, have you remembered your points? We have even calmed down. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, is know who made you, mm. and and what and what that means basically. Mm. What mm. does he want for you? Mm. Um, what does he have in store for you? So the more you get to know God, the more you just really find peace in everything. Mm. Yeah. That's for me, it would be God has appointed a different season, uh, different seasons in all our lives. I would encourage you to go and read Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. The key to note in life is what season are you in? And you capitalize on it. And by all you do, honor the Lord while in the season. Correct. And if singlehood for you is for a season, carry, carry yourself with honor, such that you shall have a single word story that inspires generations to be better and not bitter. Because above all, we're meant to be going to heaven. Better and not bitter. Hashtag. Yeah, so thank you so much, wonderful ladies, uh, for this wonderful session and also sharing. I I cannot wait uh, to have a sidebar with them after this about that situationship. So you can find us Ladies on um, our, not, not just ladies, but even the gentlemen, 
on our channels that is SOS Dadas on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, thank you to Billy Black, our super producer. Um, until next time, bye bye. bye.